Okay. All right. So, how you guys doing? If anyone's listening, if anybody's listening at all, this is the first podcast for Otaku View. I'm your host, Vance, a.k.a. Ujiro, a.k.a. Sky King. Those are like my fighting game nicknames, which is appropriate because we are going to be talking about, well, I'm going to be talking about Tekken today. If you know me personally, then you know that I am in love with the fighting game named Tekken. It's one of my favorite games and one of my favorite pastimes ever. Just to sit and play the game, just to sit and enjoy the game, just to fight people and play people. Um, I like, you know, like to tell people, put your money where your mouth is, you know, and I really just like the game. Um, So um, I figured for my first podcast... I would do an episode about Tekken because there was a major event in the Tekken world uh, just recently, um, yesterday. It ended yesterday. It was an awesome event. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it out there. I really wanted to, but um, I just switched jobs and money was not, you know, really good. I didn't even have my passport. So, with that being said, I'm going to fill you guys in on the Tekken World Tour, what I watched and what I observed, and I'm also, for those who are just listening, if you're interested at all, um, I'm going to tell you what the hell, you know, more about Tekken. Now, just so you know, the Otaku View podcast is more than just a um, podcast about games and anime. It's really about everything, uh, but since this is my first episode, um, this is a special episode. Um, I guess the next episode will be an introduction, but this is a Tekken episode. So if you like fighting games, if you're interested in Tekken, if you want to know about Tekken, hey, you're about to learn about it now. You're going to learn today. Um, <laughs> all right, so um, let's let's just start out with Tekken. Let's just uh, get into this. Um, sorry, I'm drinking something. All right, so first things first, um, I believe 1994. Um, maybe I'm tripping, or maybe it was 1990, yeah, around 1994, 1995, or 1996, one of those years, the PlayStation is released, and there is a game that comes out for the PlayStation, a fighting game that is meant to compete with the game, with the fighting game that came out before Tekken, known as Virtua Fighter. Now, Virtua Fighter was an awesome game. It's a great game. Um, it really changed things. Virtual Fighter inspired Tekken. Now Tekken came out for the PlayStation, um, and it did pretty well. The first the first game had great sales. Um, I'm not sure how many copies it sold. I think it was in the millions. Then we move on to Tekken Two. Now this game picks up in popularity. Um, more people have it than anything. A lot of people have Tekken 2. They're playing it. That's actually my introduction. My introduction to Tekken came in at Tekken 2. I don't remember what year. Uh, it was probably two or three years after. So it was probably like 1998, 1999. So maybe before that. But yeah. So Tekken 2 comes out. Um sitting in my cousin's house. We're in the basement. And he's like, hey, I got this awesome game. Um let's play it you know i'm probably gonna kick your ass in it but let's play it immediately from the intro from the music to the color schemes the presentation 
I'm losing my mind. I'm like, this looks so freaking awesome. We were playing at like 1 o'clock in the morning, and the game was awesome. Now fast forward, maybe two or three years later, I'm I'm not sure what year this game came out probably. I'm pretty sure it was in the 2000s. But we fast forward, and we have Tekken 3. Now, this is the game that everyone had. Everybody loved when they had their PlayStation back in the day. I mean, everybody and their mama had this game. If you like gaming, you had this game. This is up there with Crash Bandicoot and Spyro and Madden. Everybody had a Tekken 3 copy in their house, a Tekken 3 disc in their house. And um, ironically, that's not the one that I really played. I, I played it once, and I was addicted. I played it all night, and that was only once. I never had the game. I never owned the game, but it was a pretty good game. Um, now, we can talk about characters, but I'm not going to get into characters just yet. Um, I'm kind of just going through a brief little timeline. After that, you have Tekken Tag. Now, Tekken Tag originally was based off of the Tekken 3 engine. It was kind of like a slight update. It came out um, in arcades, and it was running on more of a, a Tekken 3 engine. Then, Sony amazes and surprises and shuts down the game industry, killing off certain consoles, mainly the Dreamcast. Um, just so you know, Tekken at this time was a PlayStation exclusive if it was around on arcade hardware. But Tekken Tag comes out. And Tekken Tag comes out on the PlayStation 2. The hardware is running. It's better than the arcade. It sounds better. I think all of the, uh, the soundtracks sound better on the PlayStation. That was one of the big deals about the PlayStation. Um, Tekken Tag comes out. And once again... Everybody and their mama got this game. They're loving it. They're playing it. And they're like, yo, this game is awesome. Then after that, I think maybe a year or two after that, we have Tekken 4. Now, Tekken 4 was a very ambitious Tekken. Very good game. Um, it kind of it kind of changed a lot of things. I mean, all the Tekkens are very ambitious. But this is when a lot of the, um, I would say, a lot of the uh, presentation, uh, the characters, designs they it's more personality that came into the game um pretty cool game uh we uh were introduced to some new characters pretty awesome characters uh notably uh christy christy montero which i believe was eddie gordo's prodigy i'm not sure i know she was a clone of eddie uh she actually replaced eddie in that game then we had the awesome Craig Marta, who I believe his backstory, I know his backstory, his backstory is that he killed Armor King, went to jail. King wanted to kill him. King didn't kill him. Um, him and King became best friends. Armor King had a brother, a secret brother, who was also an Armor King, and all that good stuff. Um, we were also introduced to Violet, who is Lee Chang Lan's alter ego. So, Violet... He owns Violet Systems, which is just a company in the game. Uh, moving forward, we have... This is the Tekken that I really got into. I mean, I was in the Tekken 4. I played the hell out of Tekken 4, but I I wasn't exploring the, the actual fighting game. We get into Tekken 5. Now, Tekken 5 was, once again, another ambitious Tekken. Very good game. I think it had the second best opening, followed by uh, the Tekken 2 opening. Tekken 2 opening is the best opening to me because of the music and the presentation. Then Tekken 5 is a really 
good. It has a really good opening. It has a really good opening. It's a very good game. Uh, Tekken 5 came out. Now, Tekken 5, I remember, the sales were great on that game. Um, the, the advertisement was just as big as Tekken 4, if not bigger, actually. It was really big. Um, I would walk into GameStops, and I would see billboards. and Well, not billboards. I would see, like, cardboard cutouts or whatever. And um, special editions that came with arcade sticks. And this was the introduction of Jin Kazama's cousin, um, Asuka Kazama. Um, Feng Wei, who was a Kenpo master. Um, who else was introduced? I think it was just those two characters in Tekken 5. Feng Wei and Asuka Kazama. Jinpachi Mishima. He's uh, Heihachi Mishima's father. He was introduced... Um. Yeah, I can't think of anyone else at the at the, at the moment. Now, after that, about two or three years after that. Now, okay. Well, before I get into that, Tekken Five is the game that got me really into Tekken. Um, I remember in high school, me and a lot of my buddies, we would sit in an art classroom, and we would play this game on uh, on the consoles. We play this game, and I was getting my ass kicked i mean i was getting my ass kicked all over the place i mean i never lost in a game so badly until i played these guys shout out to my boy rob shout out to my boy mike shout out to my boy jonathan chris uh, and yeah just those guys right now they were only oh and larry larry was there too but i don't think larry larry was Larry actually went to class i didn't go to class i skipped all the damn time but anyway moving forward so Tekken 5 was the game I started training in. I remember because my first character was Fangway. I really liked his introduction. Okay, so moving forward. After that, you have Tekken 5, which is basically Tekken 5 2.0, which is known as Tekken 5 Dark Resurrection. Now, Dark Resurrection was an update to Tekken 5, but I think it was running a more updated engine. Um, less, uh, like... Polygon, I know it was, I know it was, okay, so I'm not going to get too technical, because I don't even know all the technical details myself, but Tekken 5 Dark Resurrection, uh, I think it was less attention to the character models, because it's running a whole different engine, um, but, uh, you know, it was a really cool game, very smooth game, and I think the best version of Tekken 5, and actually, one of the best Tekkens to date is probably, is probably like top three, and and as in the best Tekkens, like I think Tekken Five Dark Resurrection is one of the best Tekkens. Um, now I believe this was the introduction of the high crush low crush system, which which I think came in Tekken Five. But I think that was an introduction of the high crush low crush system. Now Tekken Five Dark Resurrection introduced Dragonov. I, I probably said that terribly, but Dragonov is what we call him. Sergey Dragonov, a Russian. Spatznot's agent who is really dangerous. Then um, there was an introduction of another character named Lily. Lily was a rich girl who secretly ran to underground fights because her father wouldn't let her train in martial arts. Now, like I said, this game was awesome. I loved it. Great soundtrack, updated stages. Just a wonderful game. Moving forward, we have... Tekken. Now, okay, so, 
Tekken 5 Dark Resurrection is when I started playing Tekken online. It came out for the PS3 and it came out for the it came out in arcades. It came out for the PS3 as a digital download and also came out for the PSP, which is PlayStation Portable. Now, Tekken 5 Dark Resurrection was tons of fun. I met tons of people off of Tekken 5 Dark Resurrection online, and that's really where I I learned how to to really play Tekken against people. Um, it took me a while because I was once again I was getting my ass kicked by everybody, and it, it really taught me a lot. Um, how to defend yourself, how to strike people, how to read people. Uh, it was, whew, I tell you, those were some some grueling times because I you run into your Paul Phoenix and your Dragonoffs and your Lilies and uh, your Asukas and Jins and these guys were kicking your ass all over the place. Um, Shout out to some of my Dark Resurrection buddies. I can only recall two right now. Um, Salila and my boy Pootie. Pootie KD. Pootie KD was pretty cool. Um, what's funny is we actually all, <laughs> we found out that we all live within the same um, area. And we ended up beating up at an anime convention once. It was so crazy. Um, and we still see each other to this day at random conventions, but we don't play Tekken very much, I guess, because we're old and we all have lives. But moving forward, after that, we have a very special Tekken to me, an extremely special Tekken to me. We have Tekken 6. Now, Tekken 6 was one of the first Tekkens that, well, that really had multiple updates, um... I tell you, Tekken 6 is something special. Tekken 6 is only special because my main character, who I love dearly, who I love the most out of all Tekken characters, was introduced. Now, I'm going to tell you, before Namco Bandai has this thing that they do, or at the time, was it just Namco? I think at the time it was Namco when Tekken 6 came out. If you don't know, Namco and Bandai joined together, and they became Namco Bandai. Bandai Namco, and some people call them Bamco for short. That's if you didn't know that. Now, moving forward, um, to, what Namco would do is they would have uh, these things called location tests, and location tests are basically when they take the game into different arcades and different states or whatever, different countries, and they would get user feedback and all that good stuff. I was on YouTube just looking at early footage. I'm sorry, early footage of the game. And I, I'm i going to tell you, I remember seeing like this fight. It was a fight with Jin, Jin Kazama, or Jin Kazama. And this brand new character I never saw a day in my life named Leo. Now, I'm looking at this character. It's so crazy because I'll never forget. I don't even know why I love this character so much. I'm looking at the fight. They're on the jungle stage and everything, and they're playing and, and they're fighting. The character was so cool. The character, when she starts out, she's like, don't sweat. You can do it, da-da-da. Um, then you get into the fight, and her fighting style is so awesome. Then uh, well, she uses Bachin Kwan, which is another form of Kenpo, um, which is actually a, a, a kind of popular style, too. Um, but at the end, she like launches Jin into an invisible wall that's like way at the top of the stage. And she pulls out this musket, pow, shoots him with it because you know you can use items in Tekken. But then the character is like, that was a close one, and she's like, I don't know. I love the character so much. So once again, this is a location test. It's location test footage. 
So what I did was, um, you know, just followed the game. As I'm playing Tekken Fire Dark Resurrection, I'm just talking with my buddies, and we're following the game. And um, then they come out with an update. Tekken 6 Bloodline Rebellion. Now, for those who don't know, Tekken 6, what characters did Tekken 6 introduce? Now, forgive me if I'm off on this. Now, Tekken 6, when it came out, Tekken 6 introduced Leo. Eleanor Cleesian is her full name, Leo. It introduced Miguel. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name because I don't remember his last name. I think it was Colorojo or something like that. I know it was Miguel. Another character who was pretty big, pretty popular. Uh, we call him an anime character. <laughs> Lars Alexanderson. Now, okay, no, I'm sorry. Lars wasn't in Tekken 6. Was he in Tekken? No, he wasn't in Tekken 6. But I know it was Leo and Miguel. And I think, I think Zafina was introduced as well in Tekken 6. Now, moving forward, they come out with an update to Tekken 6 based off of the location test footage. Um, with the, lo the location test results. They come out with an update called Tekken 6 Bloodline Rebellion. Now, Tekken 6 Bloodline Rebellion is an updated game, updated UI, everything, all that good stuff. That introduces, uh, I believe, either two or three characters. Now, one of the main characters was Alisa Boskanovich. Alisa Boskanovich is, um, she's like a cyborg. She is a cyborg. And then you have Lars Alexanderson. He came in in that game. It was a pretty big update. I can't think of anyone else who was introduced in that game. I'm pretty sure I'm missing. Oh, yeah. Bob. Bob came in the Tekken 6. I can't believe I'm forgetting Bob. Bob is awesome. Bob was introduced in Tekken 6. Um, Bob is a really cool character. Um, okay, moving forward. Now, Tekken 6 Bloodline Rebellion comes out. Then Tekken 6, the console version, come out. I get this game like two weeks before anyone else gets their hands on it and the first thing i did because the because the networking uh, was unavailable at the time the you know everything wasn't up and running first thing i did was pick leo and i trained with her for about two weeks i learned the in and outs and all that good stuff and um she became my main character me and my buddies, we all pick, like, one predominant character for it. Like, we all just pick one character. Some stuck with us. Some didn't stick with us. Um, now, my my boy John, he was more of a traditional um, Tekken player. So, he really liked June Kazama and Julia. Now, June Kazama is a character who pops up and leaves. She comes and goes. We don't know the status. She's either dead or alive. In the canon, she's either... We don't know what the hell's going on with her. So he's forced to stick with Julia, Julia Chang. Now, my boy Rob, he picks Lars Alexanderson. And I don't think Lars really stuck with him. I think he, he uses Paul a lot. Then my boy Mike, he uses Miguel. And I think because Miguel means Mike and Smash. I'm not, I'm not sure. But he uses Miguel. And, of course, I picked Leo. Now, we all kind of just, you know, just trained a lot with those characters. I really learned the in and outs of Leo. And my boy Mike, he really learned the in and outs of Miguel. He's a really good Miguel player. Um, 
And we've had tons of matches where it was just me and him just playing the characters. And what's crazy about Tekken, um, as you'll learn, I'm not even done going through the list of canon. But <laughs> when you go through uh, Tekken, one thing you'll learn is that these characters have layers. And you're, and you're rewarded for being a character loyalist. Now, moving forward, we have a new Tekken on the scene. Tekken Tag 2. Now, once again, Tekken Tag 2 comes out in the arcades, location test. We got to wait about two or three years before we get on consoles. Tekken Tag 2 comes out. Um, Tekken Tag 2 kind of had... Tekken Tag 2 just had all of the characters in it. Um, it was more of a love letter to Tekken. It was more of a love letter to the fans. It was like, hey, if you like the Tekken series... We have everything in this game. You either like it or you love it. It's not catered to one specific kind of Tekken player or one specific kind of Tekken fan. Because you have a lot of hardcore Tekken fans out there who will critique the hell out of the game. And you have to appreciate them because they kind of help with the more serious side of it. But then sometimes like, gosh, just shut the fuck up and enjoy the game. Please. Moving forward. Tekken Tag 2 comes out. Then Tekken Tag 2 unlimited comes out then we get tag and tag 2 for the playstation 3 and xbox 360 and i think the switch as well and pc so that game comes out and now here's the thing so tekken 6 was had its tournaments and tekken 6 is kind of when tekken really got big on the scene tekken tag 2 is when um tekken really blew up in the fighting game world. Tekken Tag 2 is where everything just kind of just blew up for Tekken. Everybody's playing it. We got cats coming from out of nowhere. I mean, from, from Korea. They're traveling to freaking Atlanta. Atlanta, Georgia. And they're playing these games. And, and everyone's mixing in and, and being cool. And all these guys are establishing themselves on the scene. Um, this is when Tekken really gets, you know, really gets there. I don't know what, I can't remember what year. I think it was like 2011, 2012. But this is when Tekken really gets out there. And uh, once again, like I said, it wasn't catered to just one specific area of Tekken fans. It was all Tekken fans. So people had complaints about balance issues. People had complaints about characters. You know, a lot of people are overwhelmed. Now, one thing I will say about it before I move on to the next Tekken is a lot of people were either just, they wasn't confused, but it was kind of intimidating because it was a whole new system that's never been utilized in Tekken before. Um, they had these things called tag crushes and tag crashes. And it was like a move where you would go through your character's move list you would do a move that will allow you to tag someone in for about two or three seconds. Use that character for about two or three seconds in the combo. And then use your main character or the character you have selected at the time to extend that combo. Now, ah, this might be a bad start for a podcast, but I'm going to tell you. There were so many guys who was bitching about that. Forget my language. They were like, oh, there's so much going on. But how can you say that and you play Marvel vs. Capcom 2 or you play Marvel vs. Capcom? I don't understand that at all. Because Marvel vs. Capcom, to me, is still more complicated than any Tekken game I've ever played in my fucking life. I mean, Tekken, Tekken is, is, it can be complicated when you get into the fundamentals. But Marvel vs. Capcom 2 and Marvel vs. Capcom 3, I still don't have the hang of that shit. And you're telling me that there's a lot going on in Tekken Tag 2. I don't know. But, you know, as... 
anyone who's in the tag will find out is it takes a lot to play that game to be an actual fighter in that game now moving forward i had to step off on the side because i, I kind of got my feelings on that i apologize uh moving forward we are introduced two years later to the current tekken today now notice i said two years later now i know tekken tag 2 came out around 2010 2011 we are introduced to tekken 7 now tekken 7 comes out in arcades i think 2013 2014 i think 2013 or 2014 and they're having location tests this game took about four or five years to come not was it yet well the game came out in 2015 2016 i want to say 2000 eh, i don't know um i'm gonna say the game came out about three years ago which would make that 2015 or about 2016 yeah the end of 2016 i i don't know i remember i just know i bought it day of tekken 7 came out now this is when all the legends are established. I mean, don't get me wrong. These guys have been around, and they've been playing Tekken for a very long time. But the fighting game community, the whole scene, blew up within the within the time span of Tekken 6 and Tekken Tag 2 and Tekken Tag. I'm sorry, and Tekken 7 because we had other fighting games that was kind of paving the way. Like, each fighting game had its time to where it was holding the fighting game community up. Um... And I'll get into that in a later episode. But Tekken 7 comes out. And Tekken 7, everyone's like, oh, I got to get my hands on this game. This game's awesome. And Namco Bandai's like, hey, hold on. We are doing a lot of testing because we want to make sure this game is right for you guys. So we're constantly getting interviews from Harada-san and Michael Murray. Now, Harada-san is the project director for Tekken. He's been the project director, I believe, since Tekken 3. And Michael Murray is the producer of Tekken. He's been a, the producer, I believe, since Tekken 4? Maybe Tekken 3, Tekken 4. I'm not sure. But he's been a producer for a very long time. And every time we get an interview, they're like, yeah, guys, just be patient. It's coming. Just hold on. And we're watching whole-ass tournaments. These guys, we're watching the players with these whole-ass tournaments. And once again, these players are established. These players are here. Um... The infamous JDCR, a Korean player, Saint, Korean player, Ni, Korean player. Then we got your Japanese players. Um, I can only think of a couple of them right now. Um, but I, I right now I'm going to say um, Nobi, which he's been around for a while, so I remember him. And there are others I just can't, at this moment, I can't think of them. Um, but the, you know, these are the real heavy hitters in Tekken at this moment who, I mean, at that time who were, who was playing the game and really just putting the game out there. Now we finally get the game out and here we are, you know, the game's out. Now the thing to note about Tekken 7 is that Tekken 7 is the only fighting game in a very long time. To have its community grow in each year, in each tournament. So, if you don't know about EVO, EVO is a gathering for all fighting game enthusiasts. They all come together once a year in Vegas. And they all play fighting games. They all have a tournament, a nice prize pot. And the people from the companies, um, a lot of the company execs, well, not the execs, but a lot of project directors for those games, they come to interact with the community and show... um, 
future ideas for the games, which is a is a big idea, you know, is a big deal. Um, they did it with Street Fighter to show us new characters and things like that, and we all lose our mind and continue playing the game because fighting games are special. Now Tekken Seven is was awesome. Um, wow, Tekken Seven is such an awesome game. Um, now, um, yeah, so we're caught up. Um, we're caught up with Tekken, Tekken Seven. Um, those who were following back in uh, back when they did reveal Tekken Seven would probably know that there was supposed to be a project for Tekken Cross Street Fighter, which we haven't gotten. And I'm gonna be super patient because I know Tekken Cross Street Fighter is on the way eventually. Um, what can you do? It takes a long time. Plus, certain companies, you know, technical stuff. I don't want to get into. Now, this brings us to. The Tekken World Tour. The thing this episode is about. We are... Let me see how many minutes we're in this. We are 28 minutes into this podcast. I don't know how the hell I spent 28 minutes explaining the Tekken entries to you guys. But we are 28 minutes into this podcast. Now... (laughs) The Tekken World Tour. Let's talk about this. So the first Tekken World Tour happened about three years ago. It was in San Francisco. It's only two days long. Now, the Tekken World Tour, the Tekken World Tour tournament, the finals, is a tournament for the most prestigious Tekken fighters. I mean, they've been around the world. They go around the world and they gather points from uh, other tournaments, and in order to Give them an entry to the finals for the Tekken World Tournament. Now, if you win this, you're the greatest Tekken player on planet Earth. I don't care if you win Evo. I don't care if you... Now, this is not this is not shots to anybody who plays Tekken. You know, who any any of the other winners who play Tekken. But this is... You know, this is the Tekken. This is, this is for the hardcore. So, the first one was very successful. And... I must be tripping because I cannot remember who won the Tekken, the first Tekken World Tour. Who the hell won the first Tekken? I I think it was Saint. It was either Saint or Knee. Mm, I believe it was one of those guys. Now, this is when Korea was killing it in Tekken. Um, Once again, though, um, the first Tekken World Tour tournament was a huge success. Fast forward another year. It was still Tekken 7, but we're getting these updates. Now, I believe in the first Tekken World Tour, this is when we are introduced to the guest characters for Tekken 7, which was something that was promised to us from Harada-san and Michael Murray. Um, basically, these are guest characters. So, the first guest character that came out in Tekken 7 before the DLC was freaking motherfricking Akuma from Street Fighter. That's a huge deal. Moving forward, I can go on hours about that. Geese Howard from the Fatal Fury, King of Fighters series, okay? Geese freaking Howard, okay? Geese Howard, like Rapukin Geese Howard, like double Rapukin, like predictable. You know what I'm talking about. If you play King of Fighters or you ever play Calculus SNK, what I'm talking about, motherfucking Geese Howard. Then we have as another guest character, if you play Final Fantasy, which came out of nowhere, if you play Final Fantasy... Noctis Lucis Kylum. Now, Noctis, I think he was introduced in the second 
um, Tekken World Tour. I don't remember what location that was. I think that was, man, I want to, damn, <laughs> sheesh, time flies. Um, I want to say Singapore is where the second Tekken World Tournament was. Okay, and then fast forward to this year, last week, well, last, yesterday, the end of the Tekken World Tour, the current one, the third one, was in Bangkok, Thailand. Now, in this one, we're, um, okay, this, I'm going to get into this, I'm explain this to you guys. One thing before I explain it to you guys, um, friggin' Negan from The Walking Dead was in is in Tekken 7 and he's a good character <laughs> it's crazy because like we really actually play these characters in this game and it's wild because they're awesome everybody in Tekken is an awesome character um those guys work so damn hard um okay so we're gonna get into this tournament now unfortunately like I said I wasn't able to go I didn't have a passport I did buy my ticket for the tournament which just to show my support but let's get into this. Now, the Tekken World Tour 2019 was fucking crazy. And I'm saying it like that. I'm saying it like this because, all right, <laughs> got to keep it real with you guys. Yo. We didn't know what the hell to expect. Now, for those who follow, you know the story. For those who don't follow, I'm about to explain it to you. Evo Japan happened last year. And Evo Japan. We have the heavy hitters, the Japanese players. I believe it's called Team Yamasa. Now, I believe Chanel is from, I don't want to be disrespectful and say he's Korean I, or anything like that because I believe he's Japanese. I don't want to mess up his nationality is what I mean by that or his, his ethnicity. I don't want to mess up his ethnicity. But um, we have some of the, the top Japanese players in this tournament playing Tekken 7. Okay, now... In Japan, you can't really gamble. Like, they don't really condone it. So, some of these tournaments, there's no prize pool. It's just respect. Um, so, this is like the second biggest Tekken tournament in Japan. If you're into Tekken, it's like the second biggest one. Um, now, out of nowhere, we have, I mean, so we have the American players, like Jimmy J. Tran. We have all these cool American players. I believe Anakin was there. I'm not sure, but I believe Anakin was there. Now, out of nowhere, there's this random guy who's sitting there who places super duper high. We're like, who is this guy? Where, where did he come from? Right? Out of all the entrants, on all the, the, the entrants in this tournament, which was a huge tournament, he's from Pakistan. His name is Arslan Ash. Now, Arslan Ash is a Kazumi Mishima player. He dusted motherfuckers in this tournament. And once again, you got to remember, this is the most prestige, well, the second most prestigious Tekken tournament in Japan. All the heavy hitters are there, all the Asian heavy hitters. JDCR, Saint Ni, Lohai, all these great Tekken players, these amazing Tekken players, because I got to give respect and credit where it's due. These guys are fucking incredible. All the great Tekken players are there in Japan, you know, competing for this tournament. And out of nowhere, this guy from Pakistan destroys them. He fucking destroys them. Now, 
of course, you know, they were fighting, you know, like they, you know, they had matches. But in reality, this guy, his fundamentals and his play style was something that the Koreans and the Japanese just couldn't catch up with. Now, if you follow, if you were following Tekken for a while, you would know that for a very long time, Korea has been killing it. Korea has been killing everybody. Korea was mopping the floor with everyone. And, well, they kind of got a taste of their own medicine <laughs> when Arslan Ash came out of nowhere. Arslan Ash wins. And he says at that tournament, I, well, no, he doesn't say at that tournament, but he wins. He explains, he's like, it was so hard getting here. To travel to this country because of my visa and da-da-da, I lost money and I had to spend days at the airport and this and that. And he's like, but I do want to play some more tech. And we're like, maybe it's just a fluke. Maybe this random-ass guy didn't win because of skill. Obviously, he did, but we're like, this guy came out of nowhere. Maybe it's because of the way the tournament set up. Guess what this cat does? This cat goes to Evo in America in Las Vegas. And guess what he does again? He mops the fucking floor with everybody. We're just like, what is going on here? Who is this guy? Clearly, he's one of the best fucking Tekken players ever, right? From Pakistan. He puts Pakistan on the map. We are like, where the hell did he come from? And he picks up the mic. Well, first he bows to show respect. Then he gets the mic and he's like, guess what? If you think I'm good, wait till you meet my buddies and my pals. The niggas I fight with on a daily basis. The reason why I'm so good. These guys are incredible. And I mean, they kick my ass time and time. Like, they, they just kick my ass a lot. If you think I'm good, you should come over to Pakistan and play with us. The Korean players are like, okay, all right, fine. We'll do that because we need to get better. Did they get body when they went there? Yes. A lot of them did get body, but it was a learning experience. Now we're introduced to some guys. Um... Forgive me, I have to recall their names, but I do remember this one guy. And let me tell you, <laughs> this guy here, his name is Always Honey. Now, this guy, he's an Akuma player. And what is he doing? He kicks Arslan Ash ass. He kicks his ass and he wins the tournament. We're like, where are these monsters, these, these killers coming from? They're destroying people in Tekken. We thought the Korea, we thought Korea was fucking full of sharks. No, Pakistan is full of sharks. Then we have all these other players and Korea is traveling there. Uh, a lot of uh, Korean players are traveling there. And, um, I believe Ni traveled there. A lot of these, um, one character, one guy, one character, one guy, I think, um, I'm not sure if he's British or not. I apologize. His name is Super Akuma. He's an Akuma player. He goes there. He gets body, but he's like, it's a learning experience. As we're going through the Tekken World Tour, everybody's gathering these points. Pakistan players are coming to America, and they're fucking killing it. Now, I haven't really been keeping up with the tour the way I wanted to, but I can tell you the names, some of the names. One, uh, one guy's name is Bilal. Another guy's name is Atif. And these guys, a lot of these guys are fucking Akuma players. They're Akuma players and they're fucking killing it. They're like, who does this? Now, I'm going to tell you, if you play Akuma, if you play Tekken 7 and you use Akuma, he is very execution heavy. Very execution heavy. There's no way around it. You have to fight. Like, you have to be on your execution with him. So, 
Akuma can he can take about ninety percent of your life bar just through one fucking jab. Just boom, boom, boom. Guess what? More than half your life bar is gone. And don't let them have meter. Let me tell you, these guys was killing a lot of people in this game. They was bodying folks in this game. Let me tell you. They was doing so good with Akuma that Namco Bandai had to put out a an update patch to slow down Akuma's meter game because if you play Street Fighter, if you play you know anything with a nigga who says Hadoken in it, <laughs> um their meter builds just from taking hits. So Akuma meter built fast as hell. Now I'm gonna tell you before Akuma was really now Akuma was always popping. Akuma was always the character, the nigga to fuck with, always. Akuma was that character. People just didn't know they were going by tier list and all this other bullshit. But what directed a lot of attention to Akuma was Geese Howard. Geese Howard was, pff, he was another one. One jab, max mode, that's it. If you know anything about King of Fighters, you're fucked. Especially if he starts pulling out that Raging Storm and all that good stuff. Anyway, Geese kind of falls off the map because he's nerfed. And he's not building meter the way he used to. But he's still a fucking monster. He's still a truck. He's still killing folks. But everyone's sticking with Akuma. Now, fast forward. We're at the Tekken World Tour that just happened three days ago, which was December 7th. Two days ago. Because <laughs> it's December 9th now. But um, we're at the Tekken World Tour. And we have 19 um, specialists there. And I want to go into. But. I can't remember all their names. I can only go into the fight. Um, okay, so. Um, some were eliminated by some folks. And it was pretty crazy. Pretty crazy tour. Pretty crazy uh, tournament. Um, one major fight that I have to focus on was um I believe his name Bilal versus AK. Oh man, AK was playing out of his mind. An amazing, amazing Tekken player. I wish I could see more of this kid. Um I know he's a he's a very smart guy. Um he's been playing Tekken for a while. He's a really good player. He uses Shaheen, which is a very good character. Um moving forward Man, yeah, this tournament was crazy. What's crazy is I didn't even get a chance to watch the whole thing. I literally listened to this entire tournament through my shift at work, then got off, went home, and watched the rest of it. That's how crazy it was. I planned terribly. I even planned to watch it at home. I had a whole Sunday off. I had yesterday off. I couldn't even do that because apparently Bangkok is 12 hours ahead of us. So, yeah, the our Friday is their Saturday. I was like, no. So, yeah, I really missed out on that. But what I did catch was ultimately things was crazy. Bilal got eliminated. I forgot who eliminated him, um, but he was eliminated. I believe he was eliminated by Olsen or Chikorin. I can't remember. Um, Bilal was eliminated, though. A lot. It came down to some craziness. Um I wish I could remember these guys' names. I have to go back. But I can't do it in his app, so I guess I'll make a part two later. But I'm going to just, you know, go ahead and, and just wrap it up and say um, the person, fucking Japan won a cat named Chiku. And ironically, the person he used was Akuma. So crazy. Um, 
at the end of the tour, at the end of the tournament, well, right before the end, we got a trailer for the new character, Leroy Smith, who is very interesting. He's like a, he's like a Wang Jinwei or Rain, Rain Jinwei, however you pronounce his name. But he's like a Wang. <laughs> Sorry, immature. All right, yeah, he's like a Wang. And um, then we got introduced to a new character as well, brand new character, which I'm glad they did this. At the same time, it's like, well, you could have kept Bruce, but then it was like, nah, fuck it. We have a whole new character with new stuff. And he could have been Bruce, but we decided to make him a new character. And his name is Fakuim. Fakuim, a an actual freaking Thai character. I think besides Josie. Josie is Filipino, but I know she uses kickboxing and Muay Thai. So, I don't know. I have to do more research into that. But this guy uses Muay Thai. Like, he looks like... Tony Ja, but on steroids. <laughs> Not even on steroids. He's just like Tony Ja. He looks like a Resident Evil version of Tony Ja. <laughs> but anyway, um, moving forward. Um, pretty interesting character. Uh, he has his uh, own stage. The DLC will be coming out tomorrow in the U.S. And I'm um, overall very good year. Can't wait for the next tournament. Can't wait for the next, um, you know, everything. So, um, yeah, like I said, I'm going to wrap it up. Um, moving forward, this was, like I said, this is a very special episode. I was so excited about the Tekken World Tour. Um, moving forward, um, we're going to have some new episodes. I'm going to have an episode hopefully maybe every week, maybe every day. I don't know, every couple of days. I don't know. But, yeah, um, this is Otaku View. I'm your host, Vance, a.k.a. Sky King, a.k.a. Yujiro. Um, And I hope you like what you heard. Um, Alrighty. Peace.